Hey guys, I just wanted to jump in here before we get this week's episode started. We had some amazing feedback on social media this week. One of our listeners, Raven, asked us on Twitter, who was our favorite character in the Buffyverse? Now, Mike and I are going to give our answers coming up in a few minutes, but we also asked you guys for your answers and you had some great replies. Raven herself couldn't seem to make up her mind. (laughs) She, uh, I think, landed on a tie between Willow and Anya. Raven says Willow goes through crazy changes, and her character is one of the more well-developed characters in any show ever. Uh, She also loves Cordy for the same reasons, and Oz, because he's funny. Indeed, he is. Sam also loves Willow because of her evolution and her relationship with Tara. Giles was also a popular answer. Ash loves his relationship with Buffy, his Britishness, and his singing, as we all do. Uh, Mike also attributes his love of Giles to his Britishness, and uh, not to mention, of course, his great acting skills. Agreed. Another Mike (laughs) uh, likes Willow and Giles as well, but only seasons one through three. He's not a big fan of darker Willow. And Chris chose the Slayer herself, Buffy. He loves the Spider-Man-esque dynamic of a person with incredible powers in a higher calling who still yearns to be a normal teenager. And combine that with SMG's incredible acting prowess and who wouldn't fall in love with her. So yeah, so many great answers and reasons. It was so fun to read through them. Thank you guys for sharing with us. It's so great to hear from everyone. And stay tuned to hear who Mike and I choose. Hi, I'm Kristen. And I'm Mike. And we're lost in Sunnydale stats. This is the Sunnydale Stacks, where every other week we immerse ourselves in the world of Sunnydale, California, and review two episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This week, we're dusting off Revelations and Lover's Walk. So we have a listener's question this week. Raven asks Mm -hmm. who our favorite character is in the Buffyverse. This is a tough question because you have to like think about what's the criteria. Exactly. Like, favorite in what way? Yeah. Like the one, I, I don't think it's any surprise to anybody, probably most consistently, I enjoy the character. Um, overall, probably Giles. I love Giles. I could have guessed. Yes. <laughs> probably. Um, if you're talking about like who you want to hang out with. Different. Different. I would say it's actually not from Buffy. It's from Angel, mm. Lorne. I feel like he would be so much Oh, my God. I totally want to be Lorne's bud. Yeah, you would yes. totally want to be uh, Lorne's bud. If you're talking about who, like, the most interesting character is, mm-hmm. um, I think that's a little tougher. I'm going to put kind of quotes around this. Not counting season seven, Spike. Okay, yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like they kind of lost what he was there for in season seven mm-hmm. but before and after that great always interesting okay so yeah. i had a similar train of thought yeah. of like what's the criteria mm-hmm. if you're talking about like who i want to hang out with lorne is a great answer mm-hmm. i might have said faith oh i just you like I, the bad girls I, I think she's kind of fun yeah she's like, she just she's just very much like i know yeah. how to bring the party mm-hmm. and i'm tend to be a boring yeah. person so i feel like she as similar to like what she does for Buffy in this season, she would mm-hmm. get me out of my shell and be like, Kristen, 
get out of your PJs, <laughs> put in some high heels. We're going to go to a party yeah. in terms of like who I just think is fun to watch overall. Mm-hmm. My answer is spike. That's yeah. not a surprise to anyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's funny. He's kind of scary. Yeah. He's dumb in the most adorable way. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of an idiot. And yeah. I love him for that. Um, and he's just, he's also just really passionate about mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. And he's um, just a lot of fun to watch to me. But mm-hmm. in terms of like who I think is the best written character mm-hmm. and the most interesting throughout the whole series, it is not Spike for me oh. because I feel like he is a person. It always defines himself mm-hmm. by either his relationship with Drusilla or Buffy. Mm-hmm. It's always about his yeah. devotion to a woman, which I mm-hmm. kind of feel is a weak character. Even his big, this big life changing decision Big spoiler alert. What? His big life changing decision in season seven to go get his soul mm-hmm. is for Buffy. It's not for him. Yeah. And that's that's a weak decision, I feel. So my, I think the best character of all time in Buffy is mm-hmm. Willow. Mm-hmm. Her arc through the whole series and just watching how she yeah. grows and how she changes. And it's all gradual and mm-hmm. organic and it makes sense. And I, I love it. She's a real person yeah. to me. Yeah, she's she's great. Yeah, I definitely see what you're saying about about Spike. I just I don't know. There's something that I f- I feel like, even though he is kind of dumb and he is kind of dependent on other people, I I feel like in a, in a way for me, and maybe it's because uh, I share bad t- uh, qualities with him. Um, I find him like really realistic in a way for sure. a vampire. Yeah. Um, but like, just um, I could see somebody have doing everything he does, even if it's not necessarily the smartest choice, mm-hmm. um, because of his character wholly. Um, not that it, you couldn't say that about Willow. And I, I was going to say I feel the same yeah. way about Willow, and I feel that in the way that Joss takes mm-hmm. normal life and magnifies it by putting it on the hell mouth and adding yeah. magic. For her, the art from where she starts to where she ends mm-hmm. is so big. Yeah, um, it's my favorite. Yeah. yeah, I think that I think we both had great choices. Good job, Mike. Yay! Good job, Kristen. Thank you. <laughs> so I'd love to introduce Tyler to the stacks. Welcome, Tyler. Thank Hi, you. Tyler. It's good to be here. So um, Tyler is familiar with Taryn. Yes. Yes. Uh, Taryn and I are engaged. Yay! So, uh, Congratulations. Thank you. Taryn's actually the reason I got into Buffy. So mm. good mean, job, Taryn. Exactly. Well done. And that's, Changed my life. Oh, that's a great transition to our usual first question. How did you get into Buffy? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, like she said, when she was on the first time, it's a huge personal connection for her. Mm-hmm. So uh, when we started dating, we kind of exchanged our list of like. Yeah. Amazing shows we yeah. have to watch. Mm-hmm. And uh, Buffy was her number one. So yeah. we sat down, we watched all seven seasons, and Smallville was my number one, mm. which is interesting because it's kind of, um, I don't want to say a ripoff, but it takes a lot of what Buffy does really well mm-hmm. and tries very hard to make it work. It <laughs> doesn't always, but uh, tries with That's, all of its heart. That is a great description of Smallville. It tries really hard to make it work. Mm-hmm. It does. <laughs> Even bringing in James Marsters, and that yeah. did not work. How could you not make James Marsters work? He didn't have blonde hair. I mean, that'll do it. Didn't he yeah. play, like, Brainiac? Yes, he was Brainiac. Yeah. Okay. But uh, <laughs> Buffy, we watched, I think, over the span of about a year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. And um, I think by the time I got to season three, season four is when mm-hmm. I hit my stride, and I fell in love with it. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yay. Awesome. I love it when people love Buffy. Hey, we should do a podcast about it. <laughs> we should totally do that. It makes me so happy. <laughs> and why do you feel that it really spoke to you as a show? Huh. Um, well, 
I it, like I said, it does a lot of the things that Smallville did, mm-hmm. um, but better. And, um, <laughs> I love how I love the way Joss writes and builds characters, uh, like you said about Willow and how mm. she her her arc is gradual over the course mm-hmm. of seven seasons. And honestly, on TV, there's nothing I've seen that that is that organic. Uh, mm. The next thing that I can think of that I love that much is Breaking Bad, mm. and even that it, at certain points it feels forced. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but. Buffy is just wonderful, mm-hmm. and I think the the cast as a whole knocks it out of the park. And yeah. watching them evolve and grow over seven seasons together is a gift. Yeah. You don't get to watch that often. Absolutely. Well, yeah, and that's one of the things, like, I know uh, people say a lot in the film, TV, theater world, that a good director, um, they have different percentages. I've heard anywhere from 50 to 90% of good directing is good casting. And, uh, yeah, I, I feel like that's definitely true with Buffy. Absolutely. Especially when you have Anthony Stewart head. <laughs> sure. So much fun to watch. <laughs> or Giles heads. Yeah. I'm glad to know that other people, when they start dating, like exchange their lists of like, mm-hmm. you need to at least give this a chance. Yes. Right. My, uh, one of my exes was really into Stargate. Mm. So we had a Christmas break where we went and stayed at a cabin and I brought all my Buffy DVDs and he brought all his Stargate DVDs. And the idea was we were going to alternate one episode yeah. of each. And he quickly was like, no, you just have to watch Stargate. And I got Ooh. so mad. I'm still mad about oh, that. This yeah. is like 15 years ago. I'm still mad. Betrayal. Yeah. I'm I'm still mad that, and I know uh, this is a very obscure geek reference, and a lot of people have very strong opinions. If they have any idea what this is about, uh, I'm still upset that they got Farscape canceled. Yeah, that's uh, that'll be a side podcast. Just the... <laughs> I was gonna say when you said Breaking Bad, I was like, ooh, I want to do a podcast that's just about Jesse. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right, Jesse. Oh, and I'm gonna call it Science, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, is it using the character of Jesse to explain different scientific concepts? Oh my God, that would be so great. I would listen. I, I would so listen. Would. I, I can't do that good an impression, although that might be funnier of me trying to be like, science, bitch. That's my best impression. I can't do it. <laughs> that was a great impression nope. of Scooter nope. from the Muppets. <laughs> Oh, no, I want to do a Muppets podcast. <laughs> You're naming all of my favorite themes tonight. <laughs> Let's head into the Sunnydale stacks and open the books on Revelation. So Dingo's Ate My Baby are playing at the bronze and the Scoobies are showing their support. Mm-hmm. Willow and Xander are acting super weird Ooh. <laughs> because they're, of course, you know, guilty of cheating. Mm-hmm. They talk about how Buffy's been off on her own a lot lately and theorize that maybe it's because she has a new bow. Mm-hmm. But really, she's just been off slaying with Faith. Aww. I like this shot of the like, yeah, I have been seeing a lot of someone. And then like, Faith shows up. Oh, 13-year-old me would have had a field day with this yeah, episode. Just- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would like to draw attention to the fact that uh, can Seth Green play guitar? I don't know. Because sure. that opening shot of him playing guitar looked like someone very poorly air guitaring. And I, I had okay. to stop and look. And I, was like, I don't know enough about guitars to... Well, like, I it, will say that... Um, what's his face? Dylan? Is that the the singer? Sure. He is the worst lip sing- singer ever. Really? Yeah. Like, just watch his lips and listen to lyrics and be like, no, that doesn't match up. <laughs> yeah. Did you only get one take? Did you listen to the song first? Yeah. Yeah, it, it looks like one of those movies where they try to poorly dub somebody else's voice over somebody, like like Nuclear Man in Superman 4. Mm. Well, 
let's be real about Dylan, if that's what his name is. This is the only thing he does. Yeah. yeah. He, I mean, maybe he's in one or two episodes with a line, yeah. but like your only character is to stand in front of Oz and lip sync. Yeah. Maybe practice. <laughs> a little bit. So speaking of faith, Giles is back to observing the Slayer's patrols in the cemetery. Mm-hmm. So they got some gymnastic stunt double vamps in this episode. There's a lot of flipping going on. Mm -hmm. There's like high kicks. This was a really good scene. Yeah. Uh, This really made me like, every time I see scenes like this in Buffy, I'm like, oh, why have I not taken martial arts? (laughs) I just really want to take a martial arts class and learn to kick butt. Mm -hmm. It's like when I used to take kickboxing, like cardio kickboxing, not real kickboxing. It'd be like, take that vamp. Uh." (laughs) (laughs) I tried to do the same thing with yoga. It does not work. (laughs) (laughs) So they synchronize slaying as an Olympic Mm -hmm. sport. Mm -hmm. They slay at the same time. It's cute. Enter Gwendolyn Post, Mrs. Faith's new watcher. Who introduces themselves? Is she like dyslexic? Gwendolyn Post, Mrs. No, it comes at the beginning. I think it's actually a reference. um, A reference to the uh, Avengers show from the 60s. Not the... Marvel Avengers, the British Avengers, um, where I forget her last name, but it's, um, and sorry, everyone who's a big Avengers fan, uh, her name is Mrs. Something similar to Mrs. Post. And I think she might have introduced herself like that as a stylistic choice. And this, and I think definitely the naming of the character as Mrs. Post and not just like, you know, Dr. Post or something is a callback to that. Also being like, you know, this, you know, British person involved with kind of a secret agency that's super interesting mm-hmm. i never knew that peel mrs peel this introduction only sticks out to me because like to me it's making a big point of like yo bitch i'm married mm-hmm. so like i'm expecting either like someone's gonna hit on her and she would be like dude mm-hmm. i said i was mrs or like her husband's gonna come up in conversation mm-hmm. sometime mm. but it doesn't so although who would hit on her she True. seems real, real mean. Mm-hmm. I was expecting more that like Giles would like try to offer an olive branch and try to be nice and she'd be misinterpret it and be like, I uh... said I was married, bitch. <laughs> Science, bitch. <laughs> I just started referring to her as uh, G steak afterwards because Post <laughs> made me think of steak like steak a vampire. Okay. And I was like, who's she trying to be she's shaming giles all over the place this isn't cool so i just kind of thought that she was this like arrogant awful british watcher who i decided to demean by calling cheap steak in all of my notes cheap steak cheap steak great (laughs) yeah she's uh she's she's bitch yeah (laughs) she's pretty terrible uh so faith not surprisingly is not keen on supervision this bitch (laughs) dis. Giles's library. That's she dissed cool. his library. Like, no. And then she like tricks him by having like the list of books that he's supposed to have that he doesn't. And then putting one at the end and he's, oh, I do have that one. Oh, of course you would. Oh, that is such a dick it's, it's move. so condescending. Mm-hmm. So like, smarmy. So she's supposed to report to the council on the Slayers and Giles, who's become too American. <laughs> it, I mean, I can see that. He's not stuck up. I mean, he's still a little stuck he's, up. He's not as stuck up as she is. No. And he's starting to get their references. Yes. <laughs> he's evolving. <laughs> <laughs> so Lagos is coming to the Hellmouth. Post gives Giles all of two seconds to find an illustration. Perhaps mm. later. Mm. 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 
I also like it comes up in the scene that there's 12 uh, cemeteries in Sunnydale, Mm -hmm. which makes sense. But why do they all look exactly the same? Oh, burn. Oh. I mean, I've never been to a cemetery. It's like, this is different than the other cemeteries I've ever been. (laughs) You have not been to enough cemeteries. There is grass. And there are tombstones. I did want to note, like, how many, what's the death rate of Sunnydale to have 12 cemeteries? And then mm-hmm. how many grave diggers do you employ for those cemeteries? Yeah, that's got to be. That is job security. It is. That's what you want to be. And spoiler alert for the next episode, it made me wonder when uh, Xander gets his SAT scores, yeah. does oh, that yeah. mean Xander is doomed to become a grave digger in the town? <laughs> Why is that not one of his 12 careers? Yeah. Exactly. That should He's be the, of, the number one choice if, like, if you're not going to college in Sunnydale, you become a grave digger. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can make six figures there. Mm-hmm. Lagos is coming to look for the glove of Minigan. Post proposes that they go looking for the glove in the cemeteries at sunset. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do like Buffy here. Interesting lady. Can I kill her? <laughs> <laughs> Please do. End of episode. Roll credits. <laughs> Later, Buffy does Tai Chi with Angel. She feels so 1990s to me. It's fair. I, I took a Tai Chi class. It was not this sexy. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone else was like 60 and like, Ooh. you know, a little, little pudgy. And so they were younger than Angel, technically. Technically, sure. Yeah. Everyone kept their shirts on, thankfully. Oh, nice. <laughs> but it just seems like in the 90s, that's when Tai Chi became a thing on film. Okay. Like it's been around before and since, but that's when I feel like. You you just see Tai Chi as like oh this explains something about a character Steven Seagal mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like Die Hard too helped to usher that in <laughs> <laughs> although sadly we do not get naked Tai Chi sadly no <laughs> in a hotel room it's just what a way to introduce a villain imagine I'm sure if a Buffy lots and lots like of uh, female Buffy fans would have been excited for Angel to do naked Tai Chi <laughs> honestly I think I might have been one of them I just want to know like, <laughs> what you doing Angel. Naked Tai Chi. (laughs) (laughs) So they come within an inch of kissing when Buffy decides that's her cue to bail. Mm -hmm. Too much sexy Tai Chi. At the library, Giles is forcing Willow and Xander into militant research mode. I feel like this is like the bully cycle of like, she bullied me, so now I'm going to bully these kids and then they're going to go off and bully somebody else. Mm -hmm. It's It's vicious. Willow and Xander retreat to the stacks. Hey, guys. Hey, Hi. Yeah, they're in here with us. Maybe keep your hands off sex. each other. Get Just a room. FYI. <laughs> um, so Xander rubs Willow's aching temples, which leads to making out. Of course. After a no means no comment. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. Teaching consent or not. I mean, like, in Xander's, I mean, like, Xander's like, no means no, so I'm stopping. Right. I'm okay. good. And then Willow's like, just kidding. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's just, it, it needed, like, one more line to, like, make it not as icky. Yeah, to bring consent yeah. back. Yeah. Like, right. Just mm. maybe a yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. the one they needed. Yes. <laughs> Um, this is interesting. I don't know if this is true. So when I was in junior high, I went to art camp. I think that's true. I don't think you're lying about that. <laughs> so one thing that we were, I mean, like this is back when like the craft came out and everyone was very into that whole thing. So we used to do like light as a feather, stiffens the board. Oh, yeah. um, and we used to do this thing where you would put someone into a trance by rubbing their temples. 
and it never it never worked for me but because i was an actress it was like pretend sure yes i made a trance Ooh. um <laughs> aka big fat liar mm-hmm. but i remember like coming home from camp and telling my mom about it and she's like well as long as you're i was like oh yeah we did the same light of it's a feather stuff as a board and put each other in trances and she's like well as long as you don't rub each other's temples that's okay because that can really make you see things and i was like oh no, we totally did that a lot, like all the time. Um, so now this is making me like look at this scene a little differently. Like he's rubbing her temples. Is she hallucinating something? That's how he gets consent. <laughs> it's a little weird, right? And the book above them, Bill Cosby himself. Uh, Wait, what? No, it's it's not really. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. That would have been some real Nostradamus <laughs> shit right there. Yeah. <laughs> Just you warlock. <laughs> uh, so Giles interrupts them to tell them that they can stop researching. So I feel like this scene kind of wants us to believe that Giles saw what they were doing. Do you guys agree? Disagree? I I thought it was it was positing that he didn't, but it doesn't look like that's even possible. Like he he has peripheral vision, even if right. he's distracted. I've never noticed it before. Like every other time I've been like, oh, no, no, no. He's just Giles in library mode and didn't see anything. Mm -hmm. But the way that he delivers his lines afterwards Mm -hmm. is very pointed. I feel like there's no other way to read those but him being like, I know what you just did. Like him saying like, and by all means go. And, uh, oh, I'd say we're done. Like that's that's so passive aggressive and like, yeah, no, I'd say we're done. I never even thought of it that way. Yeah. I always assumed he just didn't see. I think it's a more interesting reading to look at it that way. Yeah. Because Giles is then complicit in everything that they're doing Mm. and the end of the episode. But also put yourself in his shoes. Like he's, he's, I mean, yeah, he probably, I'm sure he doesn't approve and be like, dude, you're cheating. But also like, these are teenagers and like, I just, I'm just disappointed in you. And that's totally what his tone reads is I'm Mm. just disappointed in you. Yeah. What would you do if you were Giles, this middle-aged librarian who sees mm-hmm. these two kids that are like always hanging out with him? Like, you should not get involved in their romantic entanglements right. in any way. You should never be like, you shouldn't do this. It's like, uh, you teenagers, go ahead. As long as you're not summoning demons, um, use protection. You guys are cool. <laughs> use protection against any demons Just if you do summon them. Not demonic protection. <laughs> <laughs> A hell condom. <laughs> A hell condom. <laughs> I think that would solve brimstone all their for her pleasure. Oh God! Uh, so Buffy and Faith are in the cemetery, strolling along, talking about their exes. And you like Buffy's like, "Oh, you can trust them, guys. Really, I read about them." <laughs> Faith says, "Boinked the undead" in yeah. this scene. Yeah, and she it's does. The best line <laughs> it's ever. Fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing yeah. more to say about that. <laughs> it's just great. It's a wonderful it's line. So yeah. great. <laughs> They decide to split up and Faith takes the last cemetery on her own. So when you really think about this, like they've gone through now 11 cemeteries. Mm-hmm. They haven't found anything. And then we haven't found anything. So at the last one, let's split up. Really process of elimination. This is yeah. the one. Yeah. This really is weird. really the one that you'd be like, okay, so it's definitely in the next five minutes. We're going to find this thing. Yeah. And it just seems weird too, because that might be a strategy that's not completely ridiculous. If this is a world with cell phones, we could be like, oh, I found it get here right quick sure and it's just like mom well, i'm just gonna walk alone into this thing we know is dangerous um instead of having backup uh i'm just gonna walk into what i am almost certain is going to be a very bad thing that we we're supposed to face together 
And where are they supposed to split up to? If they've already explored 11 cemeteries. I think Buffy just wanted to go home. Yeah. I think that was Faith being like, you you can take off. I'll just check the next one. Lame, Buffy. It's super lame because here's the thing. like through 11. I, I expect that Faith is just like, even if I find it mm-hmm. in the next cemetery, I got it because I'm headstrong mm-hmm. and not really a logical person. Yeah. And probably I didn't do the math that it's definitely in the next cemetery. <laughs> Buffy got a pretty good SAT score. I think she's pretty smart. She should figure that out. And she's the more cautious one. Yeah. this uh, That runs me. I just thought it would be a cool thing. I know they didn't go with it because they had other ideas and they needed to spin off the character. But I, I was just thinking, up until now, there's really no proof from anybody else that Angel's back. And you could totally have done it that all of this has been in Buffy's head. Because oh. nobody else sees, and the only like interaction is with, like when Angel beats somebody up, and Buffy's the only other one that's there. So she could have just you know sure, yeah. fight clubbed that, and just been the one fighting the whole time. And it was just like her her way to try to process the guilt that she never really got over was to like imagine that Angel is back, and she's kind of like just had this weird break, and then that would be a whole issue to go through. That would be amazing. Yeah. 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 And then, I mean, of course, you'd want to bring Angel back because you're spinning off him into another series. But it would be such a a cool, crazy thing to just have your main character of your episode be imagining that somebody's there for like half a season and then have to like figure out how to get back from there. And that would be more interesting for the Buffy Angel storyline this season Mm -hmm. because, Mm -hmm. let's be honest, it's a little flat. Like, I'm glad they take him out at the end of the season because it's like, I mean, we get it, drama boring we've done this and you had the height of drama at the end of the last season you can't go up from there no no (laughs) faith finds lagos who kicks her ass lagos obviously is mad he didn't find the glove so who i mean how do they find this actor this is the tallest goddamn person on the planet (laughs) i think he played the predator no, yeah, not real. Oh, I mean, he could I don't be. think he yeah. actually did, but he could have. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah, I mean, there are guys who just work as like, I'll be your monster because I'm really tall. Mm-hmm. Sure, I mean, like, and I'm I'm assuming Eliza Dushku's pretty short. I know mm-hmm. SMG is pretty goddamn short, and they yeah. usually look mm-hmm. about the same next to each other. Mm-hmm. It's okay for me to say that because I'm super short. <laughs> um, so maybe heightest. Uh-huh. It's, it's not heightest. I'm a shorty too. It's fine. <laughs> it's so it's possible that the guy's like five eight and just looks like a giant. <laughs> it's possible, but he's huge. Speaking of what he looks like, he looks like a leftover from the Legend of Hercules. Like I expected Kevin Sorbo to pop out somewhere and be like, "Sorry guys, I'll take this one." You know what I'm it- like, "Sorry guys, I'm on the wrong set. <laughs> I'm over on the other one." Is this your glove? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he reminded me of um, well, wh- who we all know is Buffy's greatest enemy, the three. That's who he reminded me of too. And I was like, "Oh, this is the fourth. Yeah, this is the fourth. He <laughs> was like, um, "I'm not gonna kill myself if I fail immediately." Um, so see you later, guys. I'm gonna go look for this glove. So meanwhile, Xander is looking for the Slayers to give them Giles' information. Instead, he spies Angel retrieving the glove from the tomb. Oh, no. So you, you were thinking, like, what if Angel, like, was mm-hmm. in Buffy's head? I was thinking, what if we hadn't seen him yet and we've been watching this whole season from, like, the Scooby's point of view? Mm. Yeah. And, like, this was the big reveal for us. We're like, holy fuck, what the hell? That's what she's been doing this whole time. Yeah. That would have been so cool. Right? And Mm -hmm. I feel like the title would have made more sense then because as much happens in this, it doesn't feel very relevatory. Yeah. Actually, more stuff is revealed in the next episode, really. Yeah. Yeah. 
um, which is weird. The only revelation you get is of, uh, that Mrs. Post is evil. Like that's the big reveal. Of well, the episode, no, the big really. reveal is to the Scoobies that Angel's back. I like guess. they had no idea, and yeah. there's so much drama there. It yeah. feels more inevitable than yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Xander follows Angel back to the mansion where Angel and Buffy are making out. <laughs> Seriously, I like especially from Xander's point of view. It's not like if Willow had been following her, it would be like, oh, um, gee, huh, what's going on? But like Xander, on top of everything else, his jealousy and hatred yeah. towards Angel, and this is his introduction back. Right. What were you planning? Were you gonna go beat him up? Yeah, you're gonna lose. <laughs> So Buffy and Angel break it up. Angel gives Buffy the glove. We find out once you put it on, it can never be removed. Mm -hmm. That'll be relevant later. Back at Giles' house, Post is being her bitchy self. Giles finds a picture of the glove, but it's not authentic enough for Miss Post. (laughs) Mrs. Post, excuse me. Xander embarrasses Giles further by barging in and saying that there's a problem with Buffy. (laughs) One minute. I'm total control over my slayer. Just pardon me. (laughs) Did you notice that, so during this whole thing, Giles mm-hmm. is making tea for Mrs. Post. And when he serves it to Miss Post, she takes Giles' tea bag out of the teacup and puts in her own like metal steeper thing with full leaf tea. Mm-hmm. That's so the rude. biggest British fuck you. Yeah. That is the most British. Like, And you could tell Giles was like deeply offended. Yeah. yeah. He looked at it. What? I would be too. It's good tea. Also, why is she just carrying around tea? Like ready tea. Because she's British. Oh, what does okay. she have in the tea? Oh, evil tea. That's not what I think either of us were thinking, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. E- well, evil and it's okay if you want to be, you know. What do you, what do you guys mean? Conservative about it. Right. A little judgmental. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. I, I don't know what. Uh, are you talking about like tea that's from like a country that we have an embargo on? Yes. Exactly. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Nailed it. <laughs> The next morning in the library, the gang stages an intervention about Buffy. So they, they're under the impression here, the problem, I guess, like Buffy tells them like, he's better now. He's good. Mm-hmm. He's not Angelus. He's angel. And they think that's just temporary. Yeah. yeah. But for how long, how long till he loses his soul again? Mm-hmm. I still feel like they're burying the lead here. Like I, <laughs> in this show, I definitely like get frustrated with how much the Scoobies tend to forget that there's a difference between Angelus and Angel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a very and clear difference. That, that makes sense for, for uh, Xander. Like that's, that's like been established as a thing that Xander has. And that's okay. Cause I understand it coming from that character. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that everyone else is like, Angelus was bad. So we have to do something about Angel. It's like, yeah, but, but he's, it's not the same person. Yeah. And they're like, he deserves to be punished. Like, no, not really. Also, mm. he just came back from hell. So I think, yeah. I think he's been punished. He's in right. a hell dimension. He's fine. The only person who's, who's like done something wrong is like, is Buffy by hiding it. Like, sure. She should have yeah. come clean and been mm-hmm. like, you guys, Angel's back, but like Angel, not Angelus. Yeah. This is a major development. Mm-hmm. And at this point, like, I understand not doing it when he's feral angel. And like, if you showed him to them, they'd be like, no, he's still evil. Right. She like, but by this point, he's cognizant. He's working on spells later in the episode. Mm-hmm. So he he is reasonable enough to be presented as, hey, Angel's back. He's a little sick right now, but he's definitely Angel and not Angelus. Even the episode after he comes back, he is has complete sentences. Mm-hmm. And like, he's a little like animalistic when she hands him blood but like yeah. that i think that he's together enough to be like hey guys this happened yesterday <laughs> just got back from hell yeah here's a postcard so yet another xander just shake my head fuck you moment buffy says 
if I thought that Angel would hurt you and Xander cuts her off with, you would stop him like you did last time with Miss Calendar. Oh, buddy. So wrong. How about I would kill him when he had a soul? Yeah. You know, because it would stop the world and do the right thing, which probably nobody else in this group would have the stomach to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, maybe give her some props for that. And he also drops the give him a happy line, which I know you have discussed on the show before. Yeah. But it still makes my skin crawl. It is the worst thing I've ever heard. (laughs) I I feel like there's a that's a little bit of. So, I mean, we've also, we've discussed on this podcast how, like, it's not about orgasms. Right. Mm-hmm. It is 100% about, like, a yeah. true moment of happiness. Exactly. He had his true moment of happiness when they yeah. were cuddling mm-hmm. afterwards. Yes. Yeah. It's very important. But the other thing is that, like, I feel like this is a little bit of slut shaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which Xander does pretty frequently throughout yeah. the show, I feel. Mm-hmm. And, like, Xander and Cordy make out on the rag. He's cheating yeah. on Cordy on the rag. Yeah. And you're going to shame Buffy for making love with the love of her life. Mm -hmm. Right. And not realizing that it would have magical consequences. Yeah. Who, I mean, no, nobody knew, even if she had told Giles, I plan on losing my V card. He he might be like, you're a teenager and he's 200, but he wouldn't have known that Angel would have lost his soul. No, that nobody could have predicted that. Mm -hmm. Not even Angel. That's why it happened. Maybe Jenny, but maybe not. Because yeah. they, I mean, like, again, that's open to interpretation. Exactly. It wasn't the sex that did it. Yeah. No. And we don't know for sure at that point how much of the curse Jenny actually knew about. It's possible, like, the elders didn't tell her the whole story. Right. So Buffy blames J- Xander's past jealousy, which pisses off Cordy. It's a good point. Mm-hmm. Giles bring it up, but this doesn't mean he's on Buffy's side. Oh, oh this is... this Angry is Giles. It's good, though. It's good. He does such a good job, and it it kills me. Like, Mm -hmm. right or wrong, I don't know. I don't know. He's got a point. Right. I definitely feel like it's a lot harsher than it should be, and I think a lot of that is fueled by just the... The resentment and and the extra pressure of Mrs. Post being there, like with that and this, he's just like at a point where and this, you know, is about as much as Giles loses his calm mm. is just saying things that are very withering uh, sure. to other people. Mm. Um, but I, I, yeah, I definitely feel like even though he probably would have said something like this, no matter what, the exact circumstances of when it happens makes it that much harsher. This, I feel like, is very important to the fans because at this point, I'm always so focused on Buffy killing Angel that mm-hmm. I forget that Angel tortured tortured Giles. Yeah. yeah. So him bringing it up, being like, let me remind you that Angel tortured me, is like, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's got a good point. Yeah. I forgot about that. Exactly. Like, he's... Not only did Angelus murder his girlfriend, but also, yeah, Giles has the biggest bone in this fight. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that he, I mean, obviously he's the adult, so of course he would be the most adult about it and mm-hmm. not be slut shaming yeah. and throwing out mean insults in front of everyone. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the version, like the extreme version of when your parents are like, I'm really disappointed in you. And that's why uh, it hits because yeah. he's the closest thing we have to a father figure. Mm-hmm. Yes, Buffy. exactly. Oh, and the line of you have no respect for me or the job I perform. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. the, the fact that she kept a secret from him and didn't think to like, even if she didn't want to go to Xander and mm-hmm. because right. he's going to be whatever, you yeah. should have gone to Giles. Yep. Yeah. If nothing else. He's the one you tell everything to. Mm-hmm. Right. Mrs. Post goes to visit Faith at her motel. Uh, Faith answers the door with steak <laughs> in the daytime. <laughs> I like the moment when Mrs. Post actually kind of mentors Faith, talking mm-hmm. about like, 
These are very reminiscent of Spartan quarters, which yeah. means you're a warrior. Do you want to go train now? Like mm-hmm. you start to understand like this is big for Faith. She mm-hmm. doesn't she's never had this, you know, kind of role in her life. Mm-hmm. You know, she's used to losing people. She's used to not trusting people. Yeah. So the idea that this woman is a cheerleader for Faith mm-hmm. and the fact that like it's, Faith has someone that kind of supports her badassness. Of like, yeah. yeah, we're gonna kill shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Like she really finds the way right to Faith's yeah. uh, heart of things. It's a good prelude to what happens later on in the season. Exactly. Too. Yeah. Exactly. And I love that she builds this moment of getting Faith to trust her. And Faith is so insightful and on point that the second she starts bad mouthing Giles to her, yeah. Faith immediately retracts a little bit and looks mm-hmm. at her like, "What is going on with mm-hmm. you? You're not right because Giles is." awesome yeah. yeah he's kept buffy alive after dying yeah yeah and to help prevent like how many apocalypses at this at point least three now <laughs> willow says she's not really mad at buffy but that's just because she has a secret of her own so Ooh. she wants buffy to you, she can't judge somebody else yeah. on keeping a secret mm. at the bronze that night faith confronts xander about secret meetings without her <laughs> I feel like this is something I totally did in high school, but like, oh, I know yeah. you guys hung out without me. I know. Uh, Just so you know, it's not a surprise because I already knew that. So I'm cooler because I know that I was excluded. So I'm kind of excluding you by knowing that I was yeah. excluded. I do love this because it's a, a, a recurring character uh, dynamic that I, I really like that Faith and Xander bring out the worst in each other. Mm, yeah like they just feed into like their own like weird neuroses and like bad uh over aggressive character traits mm-hmm. but i love that it, it's shown here and then kind of comes back every once in a while throughout mm-hmm. the season um, and i think that's very natural for these two characters i feel like these are the two with the worst insecurities mm-hmm. yeah. like faith yeah. uses her insecurities and uses violence to mask it where xander uses humor to mask mm-hmm. it but they're both just really Oh, so self-conscious all the time. Yeah. yeah. Xander tells Faith that Angel's alive. Faith decides it's her job to take out Angel before he has a chance to turn evil. Xander wants to watch. Gross. That's mm-hmm. just nasty. Also, I feel like the, the idea, like, the moral implications of this person hasn't done anything wrong, but I'm going to kill him before the fact. Okay, minority report. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> So Giles gloats to Gwen that a friend in a mansion on Crawford Street is keeping the glove safe for him. He also found a way for, to destroy the glove. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, I know he's doing this because he's like, oh, you, you know, you were like a bitch to me earlier. Look, I got my shit together. Yeah. Mm, Look at all the stuff I job. know. But he screws himself over because now Gwen has all that information and she knocks him out. <laughs> yeah. Which, again, if you're, I guess you're playing the Buffy drinking game, take a shot because Giles got knocked out. I know, right? <laughs> Which, it's also the most British way in the world to knock someone out. Yeah. Uh, she, what did she, she hit him with? Exactly. She picks up something on the table and then she says, uh, oh, where is it? Good show. Hit. Good show indeed. The only thing missing from that is like, old boy. Or <laughs> chip, chip. <Right. laughs> yeah. She should have hit him with like a picture of like, I don't know, a rugby statue or something. And then there you go. A bust of Churchill. There yes. you go. British. <laughs> I, I remember um, having it rewatching, even though I knew, 
But just being so happy when it's revealed that Mrs. Postage is an actual bad guy. Yes. It's just such a relief because, like, thank God I don't have to, like, have this character that I just hate so much. Right. Be, like, one of the gang. What if she was around, like, um, Wesley is later? Be like, oh, (laughs) when is she leaving? The only purpose she would serve is fan service to watch her get beat up every now and then. That'd be great. Yeah. She's unwatchable. (laughs) Buffy decides to wait for Lagos to show up at the now gloveless crypt. Uh, she tells Willow that she's relieved to no longer keep her secret. Well, it can only imagine, but wasn't it sexy? <laughs> you want sexy secrets. I'm a little disappointed in Willow. I mean, come on. Like, it's one yeah. thing if you're like, I am, I am powerless against these urges, but I'm mm-hmm. trying really hard to resist. It's another thing to be like, cheating is sexy. Like, no, 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 no. I no, feel no. it's like a little bit of a rumspringer vibe in that uh, mm. she's been like, so conservative and like not in, in like values but in like the way she's presented herself to the world and been very introverted and all that kind of stuff and now that she's kind of coming out of her shell it kind of it goes a little bit too far and she doesn't know like mm. quite like emotionally how to like keep it in check to to be like good to her boyfriend and and um you know respectful of her friends by not letting this happen or by like doing something about it. She's just so excited by it. Cause it's this another new fun thing that she's doing. I, I think that might be part of it, that it's, it's such a new and different thing for her to even be in a relationship. Yeah. Let alone like have two guys after her and one of them be this guy that she's wanted for her whole life. Basically. That's the point that I feel like never gets brought up is like, yeah. it's not just any guy. I mean, I understand it being like, this is the dude that you were obsessed mm-hmm. over like your whole life. Yeah. That has a lot of weight to it. It does. Mm-hmm. It really does. Especially for someone who feels uh, as underappreciated as Willow does. Exactly. And stuck in Buffy's shadow. Yes. It's so hard to come out from under Buffy's shadow. Mm-hmm. Even Faith has a hard time doing it. Yeah. yeah. I, I completely agree. For Xander, I think it's purely hormones. Oh, yeah. But for Willow, I feel like there's a lot going on there emotionally. Mm-hmm. Just as Willow's about to spill the beans, Lago shows up. Buffy steals his own sword to decapitate him. Nice. I do like the way Willow delivers the line about like okay i just really need to tell you there's a demon behind you <laughs> doesn't skip a beat doesn't flinch no nope. just the only thing that changes if you watch like where her eyes her eyes go yeah. from buffy's face to like just behind her mm-hmm. xander and faith stop at the library to get weapons which by the way how is the cage not locked or even closed it is a room full of weapons well but giles is there i feel like i would understand if he locked he? it up yeah he's been knocked out he was in his office. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, like, if he sense left sense. for the night, yeah. then yeah, no, I he yeah. would. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because yeah, if he was there, he was watching. But it just it just seemed when I first watched, it, I didn't think of that. It just seemed like that's so irresponsible. <laughs> but Jell should know that he he gets knocked out a lot. That's true. Just yeah. should just lock prepared. everything right after he uses it because chances are he's going to get knocked out. Put some like gymnastics mats all around because you're going to fall down. <laughs> just wear a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> so they find Giles unconscious in his office. Faith assumes it was Angel, while Xander, for once, is the rational one. Yeah. He calls 911. Mm. It's a new position for him. Mm-hmm. I just love this bit about Faith and how half-cocked she is and ready she is to go fight. Very true to character. And prove herself. And yeah. it's so indicative of the rest of the season and where she falls in the end of it and how she's dying to prove herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's sad, almost. It mm. is. This is I, I really love Faith. She is one of my favorite characters. You know, she's not always a good guy. She's not always the best actress. I'm sorry. I love Eliza Dushka, but she's yeah. not really. Mm-mm. But there is so much going on here mm-hmm. when you take into account 
I mean, for the little that we know about her background and like you fill yeah. in a lot of the blanks yourself. You just mm-hmm. kind of figure out, I can, I get an idea of what she's been through and how different that was from everyone else and how that informs her actions. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's really, really interesting to me. I, I'll go into more detail later when we get to it, but I, this scene and one of the last scenes in it make me feel like Faith is actually the bigger bad than the mayor this season. Mm. Mm. I do want to point out one uh, much more trivial detail. I love the weapon. That fa- one of the weapons that Faith grabs is just a bat with a hook on the end. <laughs> like it seems like a real dumb weapon. Especially if you're like, well, I'm going to go fight this ultimate uh, vampire bad guy. You know what will stop him? A bat with a hook. Like, no, like stakes or swords. Like, those are probably going to be better options. What are you going to do? Like, oh, I got you with my bat hook. Now wait until I grab my stake and boop. This is gross. I'm just like the the mental image that Mm -hmm. the kind of damage that does. Uh, like I understand if, if you're like if it's the zombie apocalypse yeah and you're like in your apartment and you're like well shit how do I defend myself mm-hmm. I've got a bat and I got a hook yeah. okay sure yeah. I'm fairly certain that I would be like two by four with some nails in it that would be the best I could do mm. and I'm sure there's some monster that that's good against I can't think of what it would be offhand but you know there's different I mean, there's specialized that, like, you things you could hook the aorta yeah mm. you can, I, ugh, no mm-hmm. mm-mm Meanwhile, at the mansion, Angel is casting the spell With to this destroy. Amazing Technicolor cauldron. <laughs> I just love the different colors. <laughs> it's so sparkly and colorful. It just seems like a stage show. <laughs> He's destroying the glove. Buffy arrives at the library in time to see the EMTs carry out Giles. Mm-hmm. Xander tells Buffy that Faith is on her way to slay Angel. Oh. Awkward. You <laughs> bet he couldn't also be like. Oh, by the way, Miss Post Evil. <laughs> right. Mrs. Post arrives at the mansion and knocks out Angel, or she thinks she does. It's really just the one move she's got. Just like, yeah. wait till the back's turn. Hit him in the back of the head. Americans are so helpful. <laughs> I do like the way that they did this. That's very strategically, I think, on the writer's part, mm-hmm. that Giles did not reveal who has the glove. Just... That somebody has the glove and here's the address. Yeah. Mm. But like, so she has no idea that this is a vampire. Yeah. Although she's a watcher. Shouldn't she know who Angelus is? I don't think the name's ever said to her. But I mean, engravings, pictures. I, I mean, he probably had that long hair and that ponytail. And like wood gravings yeah, aren't fair. a good That's like true. match to some how somebody actually looks. He probably looked a little more like Louis from Interview with the Vampire than yeah, <laughs> fair, yeah. Angel. So if like Brad Pitt came in, oh, watch out. <laughs> right. Angel vamps out just in time for Faith to show up. So now Faith thinks that Angel has gone bad because mm-hmm. she sees Mrs. Post and Angel with his teeth. Yeah. Angel thinks Faith is evil. Yeah. <laughs> Faith thinks Angel is evil. Yay. I love it because it's, it's such like an old fashioned superhero comic way to have like mm-hmm. your two good guys fight as they both assume the other one's evil for convoluted reasons and they fight i love that we got to see that and i think really good i mean like, like from either their point of yeah. view i totally see it yeah. and like yeah. i think that's really really good writing it's all about bad timing yeah mm-hmm. exactly buffy shows up and comes to angel's defense uh faith and buffy fight i love it when they do that <laughs> yes I, I don't know how like they just save all the good stuff for the mm-hmm. buffy faith fights and yeah. you see they're really like perfectly matched yeah mm-hmm. oh and this actually goes back to what i was saying about faith being the bigger bad in my mind Mm-hmm. They're fi- well. They start this episode by showing the contrast in our fighting styles. Mm-hmm. Buffy is real 
close knit, knows what she's doing. She doesn't really let things fly out and yeah. go out of control. Faith, meanwhile, is hopping all over things, kicking things, yeah. using her surroundings. She's a dirty fighter. But if you want, when you watch them fight, Faith, in her dirty fighting, pushes Buffy to fight dirtier. Yeah. And that pushing her and seeing how far her, the resilience of her humanity can go is what makes her the bigger bad in my mind because mm. she challenges Buffy and changes Buffy and is the direct catalyst to Buffy's whole arc this season. Mm. I wonder how this season would have played out if the, ma- the mayor did not have faith in his corner, if he would have gotten as far as he did. I don't mm. think so. Yeah, probably not. If he were to get that far, it'd have to be because, like, they just didn't find out about him until really, 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 really late. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, it would, and then that would just kind of be an awful um, season because then it's just, like, a bunch of disparate storylines that never intersect, <laughs> <laughs> which would not be nearly as fun. Sounds like Smallville. Um, <laughs> speaking of the two different fighting styles, it reminds me a lot of, um, if you guys uh, have seen... I. I know you've mentioned you've seen uh, Jessica Jones, yes, the uh, Netflix series. Um, there's this the great scene where it's uh, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, um, and they're both having this fight in Luke Cage's bar, and then um, you see afterwards the difference in 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 their priorities and their characters just from the aftermath of their fight. Her half of the bar is just wrecked, like there's just <laughs> shit broken everywhere, glass. His is almost perfectly immaculate. It looks like he could still be serving drinks. Because he, he, his priority is to keep everything uh, calm and controlled and to protect his bar. Mm. She's just like, I'm letting shit out. I'm going to get this over with. I'm going to like break these these people down. And it's just a, a, I, I love when fighting styles can show character. And that's just an example that mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. episode made me think and of. And Luke Cage, not to mm-hmm. harp on Jessica Jones, but comes out of that. His clothes are in tatters. He's a yeah. mess. But Jessica's like pristine mm-hmm. because... The difference in their characters and their yeah. abilities. It's its great. I want to make out with that show. Me too. <laughs> Mrs. Post puts on the glove. <gasps> Faith finally realizes that she puts her trust in the wrong person. And this is such a heartbreaking <laughs> so moment. Sad. She finally thinks she finds someone that she can trust. <sighs> and she's wrong. Yeah. Not just that. She's so wrong. That person like calls her an idiot. And I love the delivery. It's so cruel. It's, you're an idiot. And it's not advice. She no. prefaces it with... Here's a piece of advice. No, that's not advice. That's just an out-and-out insult. Yeah. Yeah. And why wouldn't she trust you? You came in saying you were sent from the council. Mm -hmm. You shamed Giles in front of you. Actually, gave her good advice earlier. Like, here's here's a way to like use your natural state, how you naturally want to live things, to actually benefit you in your 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 um, destined path. Mm -hmm. And like that was good advice as far as like being a slayer is concerned. Like, and yeah, it's just needlessly cruel, which is very. I think it's actually, what's interesting to me is I think it's Faith's insecure. It's the exact thing Faith Mm -hmm. is thinking is, you know, I'm, you're an idiot to trust people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's stupid to trust people. And this is Ms. Poe saying like, yep, it absolutely was. Mm -hmm. That's the big revelation of this. The episode is she Mm. can't trust anyone. And she realizes that, or at least convinces herself that she can't. Oh. Gwen calls forth the power of lightning with Thor's mighty hammer. <coughs> oh, I mean, love. We never it's got... the Witchblade. <laughs> Anybody? Anybody remember a rich Witchblade? I do. Oh. Uh, too many posters scattered my bedroom wall in high school. But, what are we talking uh, about? It's a comic book. Uh, it's oh, okay. a very skimply dressed woman with... I don't really know the context. It's like a magic glove. Very similar uh, look to, to the, the, the glove of uh, uh, Minnie Mouse. Um <laughs> 
So Mrs. Poe zaps everybody. Angel saves Willow. Buffy cuts off Mrs. Poe's arm, which kills her. <laughs> yeah. Third or fourth person Buffy's killed now, right? She, like person, or, person? Yeah, person, person, not... I think there's still debate about the guy at the ice rink. I still contend he may have been a supernatural being. But we don't know that for sure. But we don't not know she's it for sure. straight up murdered that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Just, she straight up murdered him. So that's two. What else we got? Oh, I thought there was another one, but I'm blanking on it. Um, She didn't kill the lady with the gun, the cop lady. Scott Hope. Oh, no, wait. That was in my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, one of the best characters in Buffy history. <laughs> I had to ask myself what Angel had been doing for this whole fight and stop and rewind yeah. and look at it because he's just kind of fighting with Faith and mm -hmm. Faith kind of throws him around a little bit and then he's down and out for the entire fight and then pops back up. And it wasn't until the next episode yeah. where they mentioned that he's still regaining his strength that I yeah. had yeah, yeah. stopped and realized. I, I feel like they had to include that line because like yeah. it was... I almost feel like that was an afterthought, that, but I think it's because mm -hmm. it was obvious to the showrunners of like, oh yeah, Angel's weak. And then like, we're yeah. watching going, but what? it's Angel. Yeah. Right. He's, He's so like strong. a really good fighter guy. <laughs> Buffy's understand. thrown him around a lot before. <laughs> uh, one cool thing about this scene, um, the lightning effects, I think are really cool because they're hand drawn. Oh. Really? Yeah. Wow. Frame by frame uh, uh, on Joss Whedon's request. That's amazing. Yeah. Geek moment. Do you know if that's what they did for Return of the Jedi? I'm pretty sure. Because it felt very similar when yeah. I watched it. Well, yeah. and it's, I mean, like, as much as I love Buffy, anytime they do, like, computer-generated effects, it's the stupidest goddamn mm. thing. So that makes yeah. sense why this one yeah. looks so much better. Practical effects are always better. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. At school Monday, the gang recounts how they destroyed the glove. Gwen was kicked out of the Watcher's Council years ago. They swear there was a memo. <laughs> this is why you always call for references. Yeah. Or, like, Watchers should have, like, a badge... That, like, mm. they have to update every year, so they can't be, like, a watcher from 10 years ago who, who got disowned who's like, I'm a watcher. I'm sorry, this badge has expired? Yeah, um, I don't think uh -oh. you're a watcher anymore. Excuse me, missus. <laughs> this also says that you're uh, mispost. What's going on there? <laughs> right, I'd like to see your marriage license. <laughs> Buffy goes to face to make peace. Uh. I like that you can tell that they were especially brutal to each other. You never see these girls bruise, and yeah. they are beat the fuck up. Mm, yeah. At first, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. Yeah. This doesn't, this doesn't mojo. Why are they all bruised up? They're never bruised up. And I realized, yeah. like, oh, because that was that bad a fight. Mm -hmm. Like, Buffy wasn't even bruised up after the fight with Angel. Yeah. I love it when they fight. Me I too. see, like, as much as, like, I, I love Faith, I don't want them to be friends. It's so much no, better yeah, when they're so, not. Exactly. It's so much cooler because it's, it's. A, a a worthy opponent. Yeah. Yes. Which exactly. like even like really strong demons always seem like they're not really a worthy opponent. Right. Even if like they're physically stronger, there's just, there's just something about it. Like you know that it's not gonna be some random demon that takes out Buffy. Well, it makes me think about, you know, when Buffy meets Kendra and she tells her like you have to use your emotions, they give you power. Mm -hmm. Faith totally does. Oh yeah. Maybe more so than Buffy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Buffy keeps it on lockdown more often than not. Mm -hmm. Or tries. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, Faith wails. She's a Jedi and uh, Faith's a Sith. And there's, yeah, know, there's some real. <laughs> They're physical equals, but mm -hmm. moral opposites in a lot of ways. And mm -hmm. again, why Faith is the bigger bad to me. Mm -hmm. Faith says she can't trust people. Buffy says, you can trust me. And then Faith is going to say something. And then she doesn't. doesn't. Oh. What is she going to say? I'm <sighs> sorry. Thank you. I trust you. I love you. Yeah. What of. That long list of things that she could meaningfully <sighs> say, was it going to be? 
That's what kept me up about this episode. Mm-hmm. I see. I always feel like at this moment, Faith doesn't feel she can. Mm-mm. But I feel like that that moment when she stops her is she wants to say, but like she just she can't. She's just like been burned too bad. She doesn't wants to. She wants to like put her trust in Buffy, but just can't. It's like no. one last grasp at, at 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 trust and having like a a a relationship with somebody that's not predicated on being temporary or having no trust and yeah it's so sad Mm -hmm. so what's the lesson in revelations secrets and lying are bad trusting Mm -hmm. people is good but kind of not because faith learns that you can't trust this woman unless they're british Um, don't trust british oh giles that's true yeah Ah, don't trust xander yeah. Yes. That's my lesson from this episode. <laughs> Xander almost stole the episode by thinking with his crotch. Mm-hmm. Maybe don't leap to conclusions. Oh, sure. Because same with, I mean, like if you had checked Ms. Post references. Mm-hmm. And if they hadn't just assumed that Angel was bad or That's they hadn't. True. Or even like without negating, like trusting people, like don't assume immediately that somebody is the person you should put your trust in. Like mm-hmm. trust still has to be earned. It shouldn't be something you never give away, but it still has to be earned. Mm-hmm. And one day of like being kind of cool to somebody isn't really enough to build trust on. Yeah. Yeah. And they, I mean, the gang learns they can trust Angel. He saves Willow's life. Mm-hmm. So they're, you know, they're, they're pretty cool with him. Giles is oh. not a hundred percent. We'll have a moment later this season. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's complicated. I think that might be the lesson that she's trust- complicated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's time to put revelations back on the shelf and open the books on Lover's Walk. SAT scores are in. Surprise, Xander's dumb. Surprise, Willow's smart. (laughs) I thought it was an aptitude test when they first started talking, and I had to think to myself, who took an aptitude test in high school? (laughs) Isn't that what the AT part of standardized aptitude test is, isn't it? Right, yeah. Yeah. And then I felt like an idiot when Taryn pointed all that out to me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Willow didn't do great enough for her own standards. Um, Cordy did surprisingly well. I like that. That she's just, I can't have layers. (laughs) Buffy did very well. And I feel like that's very important. Mm -hmm. We, you know, we know that Buffy's grades aren't great, but she, she's the slayer. She has no time to study. And we know she's smart. And that's mm-hmm. been a theme in the show for the whole time. Like, not it does not yeah. enough for her to be strong and have these superna- yeah. supernatural powers. The reason she's still alive is because mm-hmm. she's smart. And yeah. this is proof of that. Mm. I like the little nod they do. Uh, well, that's not really a nod. Um, it becomes a nod in re- retrospect where she talks about going to work at a drive-thru. <laughs> she does. I know. I like to pretend that doesn't happen. <laughs> Oz is wearing a shirt with the silhouette of a naked woman on it. <laughs> and it stuck out like a sore thumb. Banned in my high school. They yeah. would definitely make you turn it like inside out or yeah. backwards or put on your gym t-shirt. Exactly. There are some questionable shirt choices throughout. I think there was like, at least once, if not twice, somebody's wearing a sh- uh, shirt that said Peep Show on it. Mm. A little gross. Okay. I mean, I get not, marshmallow peeps aren't for everybody, but <laughs> they're pretty tasty. My grandma was convinced that she could tell the difference between marshmallow peep flavors. And we literally did a blindfolded <laughs> taste test where we proved 
she was wrong, and she's still like, no, I can tell. Like, <laughs> we scientifically prove that you cannot. They're not actually flavors, right? They're just colors. They're just yeah. coloring. That's all right. sugar. Yeah. Yeah. This one tastes like sugar. Yeah. <laughs> that one, that one tastes like sugar. That one's brown sugar. <laughs> <laughs> That's how come it tastes so good. Just like I knew it would. No, I knew what you were doing. I was waiting. (laughs) (laughs) Bobby's got a future now, but that's giving her some anxiety. Cordy suggests getting out of Dodge. Who would ever want to come back to Sunnydale? Editing joke number one. (laughs) (laughs) Smash cut two. Spike. (laughs) Knocking over the welcome to Sunnydale sign again. I love that it's like the same two shots. But it's you can tell the way it happens, how the different state that he's in. Yeah. Just when he opens the door, glass falling out. <laughs> yep. A drunken Spike takes a tour of the ruins of the factory. Cordy and Xander and Oz and Willow are going to go on a double bowling date. Ooh. This was a big thing in high school. Now I have not gone bowling in years. Yeah. Why? It's super hot. Shoe rental? Ooh. Willow has a foot fetish? question mark maybe willow is by far the most progressive character on the show she i mean well so (laughs) many ways but yeah yeah (laughs) i I mean i also feel like this is definitely like willow is coming into like a sexual awakening and like finding Mm -hmm. she goes from like all the fuzzy sweaters and like dressing like a Mm -hmm. five-year-old to like i think keeping secrets is sexy Mm -hmm. and foot fetish (laughs) and uh, very soon ladies I mean, she's, like you said, has the best arc of the whole show. She does. They're all making new adorable strides in their relationships. Cordy Mm. has pictures of Xander in her locker. Oz gives Willow a Pez witch. This is just just really hammering home. Just ratcheting up that guilt. In the library, Giles is packing for a camping trip. Like that. Giles, you pack like me. Because me too. I always love how like excited Giles gets when he's going on a little trip. Right? <laughs> I just can't picture him outdoors. Outdoors, That's... like camping. What? I I can picture him, but he's wearing like one of those really elaborate hunting outfits yes. that like British nobility wear. <laughs> Even if he's not hunting, that's still what he's wearing. Right. I yeah, picture like him there. Patches. I don't picture him enjoying it. Mm. Like I picture him not being able to figure out all the hunting contraptions he's packed <laughs> <laughs> and getting frustrated and there's bugs yeah. and he's not happy. His tea's getting cold. <laughs> Struggling to read a book by campfirelight. <laughs> they also mentioned that Pez werewolves don't exist. I feel like that's a fallacy. And I, I'm sure there's a pair Pez werewolf. There's, I mean... How could you oh, yeah, no, that, that seems crazy. Why yeah. wouldn't you have a Pez werewolf? Maybe they just didn't have it at the store. Um, but Rain. yeah. Uh, I do like the line, what's the occasion? Pretty much you. It's very sweet. Oh, you, you. I love that. He's adorable. He's like, so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to hug him. He's so sweet. <laughs> and I, well, the, this gets me because I'm a big fan of gifts that mean something rather than ones that cost a lot of money Mm -hmm. so i feel like this is just a really good example of like even a pez dispenser can just be the cutest goddamn thing Mm -hmm. i like the line when uh, bobby tells giles mom saw these scores and her head spun around and exploded (laughs) like i've been on the help out too long it was a metaphor right (laughs) (laughs) he is also optimistic about buffy's collegiate future and warns buffy to be careful about saying angel Mm -hmm. 
Um, I'm surprised here when Giles is like encouraging her to go away to college. Like I get it. He yeah. makes total sense. But I'm, I have the same reaction Buffy does. It's like, whoa, but Giles yeah. is the one that's always like destiny, destiny, mm-hmm. destiny. Mm-hmm. Well, and this, I, I like another thing that um, uh, Faith can do in this season is provide Buffy with more options. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really good thing to have in a, a season that takes place in somebody's senior year of high school where that's like the first time that you really have options. And I feel like we, she needs this this season because if Mm -hmm. we're, you know, growing up with Buffy and if she's going through these experiences that either if you're the same age of the character that you're going through at the time or that you're remembering from your senior year of high school, that's such a big deal. And Mm -hmm. if Buffy can't go through that, then we can't really share this Mm -hmm. moment with our main character. And it's around this time that we get our editing joke number two mm-hmm. around the line. Something's going to happen. And then something happens. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm sorry. I usually like editing jokes, but there's like four in this episode. They are, they are excessive. I love it. I'm a sucker for it. <laughs> They're in all caps in my notes. <laughs> that night at home, Joyce already has college pamphlets out. <laughs> Buffy feels like everyone can't wait to get rid of her. So what's keeping her here? Smash cut to joke number three. <laughs> Angel. If you want to get as drunk as Spike does in this episode, just take a shot every time there's an editing joke. <laughs> okay, I need to ask some questions about vampires getting drunk on the mm-hmm. show. Because I grew up okay. with the Anne Rice vampires. Mm-hmm. The Anne Rice vampires, I don't know how familiar everyone is, but by legend, they can't have sex. They can't get drunk. They can't eat. And they can't drink, so they've got no bodily fluids. So that was going to be my question. You said they can't have sex. Mm. If you were to cut one, would they bleed? They have to, because in order to make another vampire... They have to have blood. Right. So physically, they should be able to have sex. Right. You can't. I can understand being like, we can't procreate. Yeah, that's that true. makes sense. That makes sense. Sense. Right. right. Terrence always argued with me about yeah. this, and I, I've since rescinded and be like mm-hmm. yes these are the better vampires i love the vampires yeah. on this show now but made me wonder last night so if spike is that drunk can he die from alcohol poisoning how does a blood alcohol content affect a vampire can you get drunk from drinking the blood of person who is someone of someone who's drunk i have theories on this Please. Um, theory time. So, so in the same way that I, if you're a vampire, I can shoot you straight through the heart. Mm-hmm. It will not kill you. Okay. It's going to hurt like shit, and it's going to take you forever to heal, mm. but you're not going to die. Okay. I feel the same way about blood alcohol. You, because they have blood, mm-hmm. they can have alcohol content in their blood. It yeah. will get them drunk. They can get alcohol poisoning. Okay. And they may get like drink so much that it would kill a human. Mm-hmm. It's not going to kill them. It's just going to take a shit long time for them to heal. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. that's that's what I would think as well. I was very yeah. curious to hear what you guys had to think. And I also say. feel like vampires would probably have a really high tolerance. That. Yeah. 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 Questions answered. Okay. Oh. To me, Buffy rules are mm-hmm. the rules. I get upset. Like, I can't watch Blade. I can't. Oh, I get that. Totally. Like, yeah. being like, silver kills, kills amps. Like, no, werewolves, stop it. Mm-hmm. So I get really upset on non-Buffy vampire things. Mm. Understandable. And I think one of the best successes of the show is humanizing vampires in mm-hmm. ways that no other media does yeah. most other vampires even the Anne Rice ones feel like Dracula they're these moody brooding yeah. pathetic people yeah and they're they're very other otherworldly in a way that not too many of the vampires here are right they seem like oh these are just like 
they were people and now they have a different set of rules. Right. And then when they go there in Buffy, it's very much a slap in the face to Dracula, which mm-hmm. is one of my mm-hmm. favorite episodes. <laughs> I do want to point out that, like you said, moody and broody and pathetic. Angel is very moody and broody and Spike's pretty pathetic. (laughs) (laughs) But in a much more relatable way. Yes. In the way that the rest of us are as well. Uh, So Drunken Spike looks on Angel. He blames Angel for his and Drusilla's troubles. And I would too, honestly. I mean, he's... They were doing pretty well before Angel, like... Seriously. And he's macking on your girl, man. Mm -hmm. While you're in a wheelchair, dick move. Super dick move. I know, literally, everyone involved is pure evil, but still, like, dick move. <laughs> that's, that's beyond evil, really. <laughs> so Spike trips and passes out and is woken up by the sun, or rather when the sun catches his hand on fire. I like that. Oh, drunken Spike. He goes to the magic shop to purchase a curse. Willow wanders in looking for supplies for an anti-love spell. Ooh. The mayor is practicing his putting. I just love him. He's so (laughs) So cute. (laughs) And I love they do another great example of what I think they do so well uh, establishing the mayor of having his his status and his power be illustrated by those around him. Like most of the things he's doing and saying in in that scene are very like casual, could be played, Mm -hmm. you know, and are played uh, uh, very nonchalantly. But just like one or two lines where he talks about like, I could give him your soul and the look of abject yeah. terror on the 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 uh, mayor's aide is is so telling yeah this is not obviously a joke he could be serious yeah mm-hmm. and like even just the really really subtle of like alan goes to lean on a desk and just mm-hmm. the really subtle whistle of like oh i'm sorry i leaned on your desk yeah. <laughs> and he's barely listening to alan and he's mm-hmm. talking about getting rid of spikes and I, I do like the whole like yeah committee you're right and like the whole mixed metaphor thing about mm-hmm. a loose cannon would rock a boat. <laughs> <laughs> he obsesses over this metaphor while somebody's yeah. losing their mind. It's so great. And the way he plays it is he's one of my favorites. I also enjoy that they reference that the mayor was around last year. Yes. Yeah. Just to like add a little bit more depth to the character that he's been in the background for mm-hmm. a while now. My favorite line in this scene is just funnin'. <laughs> just funnin'. Just funnin'. <laughs> Back at the mansion, Buffy's telling Angel about her new chance to leave for college. Buffy asks for his advice. He says, as a friend, I think you should leave. There is such good subtext here. We know that she's not really saying, what do you think about college? She's saying, like, is there something more than a friendship here? Should I stay Mm -hmm. for you? Is this a relationship? And the fact that he says, like, and like she's testing him. She's saying, if you want me to go, then there's nothing between us. And he says, I want you to go. And so she gets mad. Yeah. Oh, this is good. He lights a fire in the very beginning of the scene. And it made me wonder, Taryn and I actually discussed it mm-hmm. last night. Why is he lighting a fire in the middle of the day in California inside? And then I thought about his context. He just came back from a hell dimension. He's lacking heat. There you he, go. He's really used He to, got acclimated. And that mm-hmm. totally justifies, like, in the, the rest of <laughs> Buffy and Angel, why he'll be wearing lots of thick layers in California. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's used to literally hell. I was going to say, he's read too much Anne Rice, and he just likes the moodiness and the mm-hmm. atmosphere of it. <laughs> it's very, being very dramatic. That was actually his hell dimension, is he was forced to just read the same Anne Rice novel over and over oh, and God. over and over and over and over. <laughs> So obviously Angel still does love her. He just wants what's best for her. We know that. She doesn't. She says, it's not like there's anything keeping me here. 
which is just that's giant f you to angel this is the first time we hear them ever refer to each other as friends and the second they say it my brain is just like what what, what's weird. happening? This is weird and I don't like it. It, it feels gross coming yeah. out of your mouth. Like that's just, that's, that is not what you two are. Hey, friendo. Like I understand if they're, they're like, okay, look, we cannot be boyfriend, girlfriend anymore. But friend is not the right word. Yeah. <laughs> that is, that's inaccurate. Right. Ex-lovers. There you go. You didn't tell me that Tyler's a robot. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you must have programmed him. Well, he's actually a demon in a robot. I want you. Uh, I want you to meet my new friend, Malik. <laughs> Late at school, Willow is doing a chemistry experiment and invites Xander to help so that he can study. She's such a bad liar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you're terrible at this. Like, what was her endgame? Like, how does she keep this ruse going the while second, she's doing a spell that they're studying chemistry? Well, she hands him, like, what, a crow's feather or whatever? Like, yeah. that should be your first, like, Wait a minute. chemistry. Why am I holding a feather? This should be, like, sodium something or other. Yeah. I think she was just banking on the fact that Xander's dumb. I mean, that's a fair bet. <laughs> yeah, right. That's, that's but, a like, pretty that's, good bet. That's next level. Nine though. out of ten times. It is fine yeah but the last episode for me proved that these friends though they love each other don't think very highly of each other because mm. willow covers up her lie to buffy in the middle of the graveyard with lagos approaching by yeah. saying oh i opened my sat booklet too quickly yeah and you bought that as the lie that's keeping her up at night mm. i honestly kind of buy that and especially with the way that she um kind of uh freaked, freaked out, out about her score yeah like yeah, that, that's, that, true. that's not too out of character given context you're right yeah, yeah. that makes sense uh so really she's doing that anti-love spell spike shows up and kidnaps them i love how uh summarily he kicks sander's ass <laughs> but i do appreciate that sander tries he i mean like he this tries. is a vampire i'm in the corner peeing my pants okay <laughs> yeah. like he goes for even willow like goes after and tries yeah. to beat him and i'm still peeing my pants <laughs> <laughs> He tries just as hard as Smallville. (laughs) (laughs) He wants Willow to do a love spell for him. Allison is so fucking good here. She looks so terrified Mm -hmm. and upset. I feel so bad for like, don't hurt Willow. I I know. know. I know he he doesn't, but I still just get so upset for her. He grabs her hair. She looks like she's in so much pain. Yeah, and she's cracking jokes through it, trying to stay alive. She's her tactics have never mm-hmm. felt more visceral. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, I love her. Spike says that Drew was upset that he made a truce with Buffy. They uh, went to Brazil, where Drew made out with a chaos demon. All slamming antlers. All slamming antlers. And I love Willow's like, they're there. They're there. <laughs> just totally, so dry. There's there. so many good lines in this where he's talking about, like, his, his truce with Buffy. And I was thinking of her the whole time, talking in reference to uh, uh, Drusella. It just... It's a really great comedic conceit that Spike is acting like a you know a very typical mopey put upon ex lover, uh, uh, but also he's a horrible monster who enjoys killing. My, yeah, my favorite one of that is we killed a homeless man on this bench together. Yeah, <laughs> what? <laughs> And he says it so sweetly. I know he's so fond of it. My favorite line is the um. So she's, I, you know, she said, fine, go. And I said, fine, go. Yeah, you know, I've got an life. Yeah, fine. I thought we were going to make up. 
Or she didn't even have the courtesy to cut my head off. <laughs> oh, Dragon Spike. Meanwhile, at the library, Buffy is working out. Cordy and Oz show up looking for Willow and Xander. Mm. They're nice. worried about them, so Buffy sends them off to find Giles in the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, Joyce calls... <laughs> Just that sense, sense of, just Giles in the woods. Joyce has been pursued by bear. <laughs> it's the park, really. He set up a tent at the <laughs> next to the tilt a whirl. Joyce calls Buffy, and over the phone, we hear a spike. And then we get my favorite pairing, uh, possibly in the entire Buffy verse Joyce and Spike. So, at the summer's home. <laughs> Spike recounts his tale of Drew to Joyce over hot cocoa. <laughs> he's also kind of a dick to her here. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, you know, I remember my divorce. And he's like, no, this is different. Our love was eternal, literally. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, but she's giving you hot chocolate yeah. and being nice. So maybe don't be a dick. But I do, I do love that dynamic because it seems like if this was a normal relationship and they were just like old friends, I totally get like putting up with somebody's being like a little too self-involved because they're going through this thing and they're going to say something that's like, this is kind of insulting or not caring about me, but I know you're going through something. And she has that kind of tone about it, which just makes it funnier to me. That's like, they're, they're acting as if they are old friends. So this is their second scene together. The first one was in Becoming when mm-hmm. um, <laughs> they were had the awkward silence in the living room. She's like, Don't I know you? Yeah, you threatened me with an axe once. Get the hell away from my daughter. Um, so, you know, do you, are you from to here or do you, say, do you live in town or something? Yeah. Um, so this is their second scene. Do they ever meet again? I sure hope so. I feel like they do, but I can't put my finger on it. I mean, it wouldn't be till season five. Right, which is... Mm. But she's sick for, like, the whole season. Yeah, no, I think this is it. Still the best pairing. Yep. It is. I mean, I'm just saying, why is there not more? (laughs) There should be a whole spinoff series. He asks her, you got any little marshmallows with that pathetic look on his face? And I just want to give him marshmallows. (laughs) It makes me think about when I go home, like, Mom, can I have one of your Diet Coke? (laughs) Pouty face. Angel happens by and sees Spike in the summer's kitchen. This is so great. So Angel's invitation was revoked, so he can't get in. And Buffy never told Joyce that Angel was good again. Yeah. So she actually thinks she's with the safe one. Yeah. And I, I, lo- I love the little mime work yeah. <laughs> that Spike does behind. <laughs> the little fake vampire teeth. Oh. Buffy arrives and invites Angel in. This was so great the way yeah. she slams Spike down. Like, Angel, mm-hmm. why don't you come in? Like, the, yeah. she's so aggressive to her Spike. And mm-hmm. then just the calm, yeah. Angel, why don't you come in? <laughs> I love how terrified and confused Joyce is. Like, she's so great playing the straight man here. Xander's a witch? <laughs> What's going on? Trying so hard to keep up. And then just like the, oh no, and runs away. She literally <laughs> goes, oh no, and hides behind Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad for her because no one answers any of her questions. No. They just straight up ignore her. <laughs> Spike tells them about his plan and invites them to tag along while he collects the spell supplies. Cordy and Oz are on their way to find... I'm just smiling because the three of them together are so great. <laughs> okay. So Cordy and Oz are on their way to find Giles, but Oz can smell Willow because he's a werewolf. Wolf powers. <laughs> so they come in, up in like two episodes. So instead they follow his scent. Percent. 
His wolf powers are about as useful as Xander's military powers. Yeah. And about a, a, as uh, consistent. We're just like, yeah. hey, uh, we kind of brought ourselves into a corner here. Um, uh, he has wolf powers, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, at the magic shop, Angel has a good point. She is kind of fickle about Drusilla. It's like, yeah. Angel would know. Yeah. <laughs> The magic shop is also covered in lava lamps. There are six. I counted them. It, it was the 90s. It was yeah. the 90s. And they ran out of props, which is also the reason I think they used a naked bust of Maleficent on the wall, from which Spike pops out behind right before he that is. I did notice that really weird, like, paper mache bust. Yeah. And yeah, it, now you say that, it does look like it, a naked Maleficent. It really does. <laughs> Uh, so Spike gets pissed off and launches into one of his best speeches mm-hmm. ever. I will say that, like, sometimes Buffy overuses the monologues. Mm-hmm. Like, especially Buffy the character. Like, yeah. especially, especially come season seven. Oh. <laughs> like, we all speak in monologues. That being said, even in season seven, Spike nails it. James mm-hmm. Marsers can deliver a hell of a goddamn monologue. He mm-hmm. never biffs it. Yeah. Amen. He, this is the one where he says, you know, you're making googly eyes at each other. Makes me want to heave. You're not friends. You'll never be friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> line that sticks out to me because I feel like it's kind of could be used as a central thesis of the character Spike. I maybe loves bitch, but at least I'm man enough to admit it. Yep. That says like everything you need to know about Spike. Absolutely. Because he is loves bitch. I mean, that's yeah. my com- my only complaint about the character. Why mm-hmm. he's not my favorite is yeah. just because he spends so much of his time being loves bitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I like his consistency with that and how yeah, even true. with that that central conceit, he's able to go through changes. Sure. But yeah. I, I'm One of my favorite lines is just because I think it's the theme of this episode. Mm-hmm. Love isn't brains. It's blood. Blood screaming inside you. Like that's, I mean, mm. yeah. yeah. Uh, back at the factory, Xander wakes up. I have, I, have, I, have, I have a lot of conflicting things here. At first, I was like, oh, they honestly think they're going to die. So I understand that right now they feel like their actions don't have consequences. And he even says, like, you know, um, so either I don't do the spell and he kills us, I do the spell and he kills us, or he gets drunk, forgets we're here, and we starve to death. No. Okay, except, firstly, making out, well... Fun, sure, is a waste of goddamn time. Yeah. How long has she been looking for a way out? And that's yeah. just her. He wasn't helping. Maybe you should be treating his head wound. It's exactly. Like, blood. Okay, is she into like uh, shoe rental and head wounds? Because he has a <laughs> massive head wound and is like fainting while they're making out. It's weird. It is. it is weird to make out somebody when they have a head wound and are like too faint to get up. I don't care what situation you're in. It's weird to make out with somebody when they're in that that condition. I yeah. dare say that's a borderline consent issue. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. He probably has a concussion. Like, slow down. I know, like, you apparently in this relationship, neither of you are that into consent. But, like, that's not, like, a good time to make out. No. And she's the smart one. She's the one that should be like, I understand you want to make out because you only think with one piece of your anatomy. Right. Yeah. And, and the other part that should be thinking is not even at full up. capacity. But first, let's stop your bleeding then let's really look for an exit yeah. because and I'm then, sorry if if um, Cordy and and Oz can get in, it can't be that hard to get out. Right? Yeah. I mean, like even like when Cordy falls through the stairs, like 
maybe there's go down to the sub basement. Maybe there is yeah, a window try, well. Yeah, I don't know. Try for some loose boards. Use some of the weird detritus that's around there to try to jimmy he your way. Has military training. <laughs> <laughs> Does he though? I don't Does think he? they don't need it in this episode. They, it's so he funny how when it's not used in the episode, that just seems like ridiculous. Yeah. And then when it does come up, you're like, no, that's fine. That's fair. It's yeah, good. Totally works. <laughs> yeah, of course. Oz and Cordy find them at this exact moment that they start <laughs> making out. Cordy upset runs away, falls through the stairs and is impaled on a piece of rebar. Yikes. I'd like to just point out that I didn't know that I like knew the word in my head, but wrote down rhubarb and then like had to sit there for 15 <laughs> minutes on my computer being like, what is that shit called? <laughs> it's not re- rhubarb, but it sounds like rebar. Rebar. Don't make that mistake when baking. Like a rhubarb pie. Strawberry rhubarb pie. When, oh, when baking. I thought you said banking. I'm like, neither of these things are worth money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't go to the bank. I'm like, I'd like you to deposit this rhubarb pie. <laughs> I want to go to that bank, please. <laughs> rhubarb, really? Reminds I me of rhubarb. Okay. It's so good. I've never actually had it. <laughs> I wouldn't even know what it looks like. It's like rhubarb a... pie, though. Don't don't get the no. rebar pie. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay, so on the way out of the magic shop, Buffy and her bows uh, run into some ex-friends of Spike's. <laughs> if Spike dies, Willow and Xander die, so they fight. I do have to point out, though, that it's at this point that you can see the uh, on the bags the title of the magic shop, which I'm glad this it gets kind of trashed because the name of it was Uncle Bob's Magic. Gross. <laughs> it's a gross name for a magic shop. Yeah. It sounds like porn. It does. Like, hey, come on, get some of Uncle Bob's Magic. <laughs> that must have been the shopkeeper that was killed yeah. uh, last season, and mm-hmm. then I'm guessing this is, like, his, his niece. Yeah. <laughs> Stop being a robot. <laughs> I will turn that switch off next time. Uh, so there's some weird lines here. He's like, I heard you got soft, like baby food. <laughs> Let's give baby a taste. Baby like a supper. Baby like a supper. Why doesn't baby have a nap? <laughs> he is still drunk here, right? Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> What's the other vampire's excuse? <laughs> I would like to note the fight choreography. I was talking to Taryn about this last night. Fight choreography feel like it takes off this season and it's mm-hmm. better than it's ever been. Yeah. yeah. But the cinematography for the fight choreography is not. I don't feel like they mm-hmm. hit their stride with that until like four or five, probably yeah. six to be it's, real. It's safe. a lot of very static shots. Yeah, they're real wide, yeah. or if they're mm-hmm. real close, you lose the stakes. Yeah. It, either way, you're losing. Mm-hmm. I actually feel like there's a step back because I feel like last season had some great shots. That's true. Yeah. It did. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of like they forgot about what they did there. Yeah. Yeah, it's like overall the choreography tends to be more solid on the whole, but the filming of it is a little weaker. So like even if it is good to great choreography, it doesn't always look like it. Right. After some good violence, Spike gets some perspective. He needs to be the tough guy Drew loved. He's going to find her, tie her up, and torture her till she likes him again. Which for Drew will probably work because she has really weird... You know, ideas about love yeah. and okay, consent. I think yeah. we found a theme. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's the lesson of this episode? Consent doesn't matter. Wait, oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> if you're a vampire? No. It still doesn't work. <laughs> uh, Joss went off on a weird tangent here. <laughs> it's usual MO. <laughs> Back at the factory, an impaled Cordy loses consciousness. 
which then cuts to the most asshole shot in the okay. history of television. Worst editing joke, because that's only the only thing you could call it, because it's just like fucking with you. I wouldn't call it a joke, actually. I was thinking about it. I think it's a tactic used to make you feel for Cordy more, because as a viewer, I don't ever, ever empathize with Cordy. Not until mm-hmm. this episode, and not until you see her go through the things that Oz goes through and almost die. And yeah. then at the end, then I feel justified in her telling Xander to fuck off. I yep. feel like it had the opposite effect, because I was just like, maybe just residual pissed off from how cheap that was, mm. that I couldn't feel as much for Cordy in the next scene where you see her. Because it was just like, no, you're just fucking with me. I don't, I, I'm not going to care about you now. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I definitely don't think they p- tried to play it as a joke. Um, I do think it is manipulative, mm-hmm. but I, I also kind of feel like it's, it's maybe they're trying to remind us of like, here's how bad this wound was. This was a possibility. Right. Um, and then kind of shock you and then immediately take it back. And- I think the thing that gets to me about it is that there is no other reason for this scene to be in a cemetery. Literally no yep. reason. Yeah. If there was any other justification for them to be there and it's just like a little bit of a fake out and they were also in a cemetery... That I could get behind. I think it's the funeral of the shopkeeper. Why were they there then? Because they're like, oh, we're sad that we stole some stuff for you after you died. Let's hang out by your funeral in non-funeral clothes. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe Willow feels bad because she interrupted the business exchange. But they're with... not attending the funeral. So we're That's all, true. I mean, right they were now. not attending yeah. the funeral. They are just <laughs> walking by a cemetery, which, I mean, I will say it's Sunnydale. At any given point, you're probably, probably walking by a cemetery. <laughs> But yeah, so they, they fake us into thinking that we're looking at Cordy's funeral. Yeah. It's actually just Willow and Buffy walking by. Xander visits Cordy in the hospital. She tells him to stay away from her, which actually, to his credit, he does. Yeah. I feel like a lot of guys would argue and keep begging and yeah. that kind of thing. And like he actually respects her wishes and kind of understands mm-hmm. like, yeah, you're real serious yeah. and yeah. you want to be left alone. Yeah. And I think it also speaks to the fact that he does know Cordy pretty well. Yes. Like, even though they're obviously, even without this whole affair thing, have been issues with their relationship and it probably would not have lasted that long. That He does, there is something that he understands about her and who she is as a person that makes their relationship real. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do. I, do. I, I don't think that this was ever going to end with marriage. <laughs> Ooh, I hope not. <laughs> that would have been awful. Oh, God. But I do think that they... I think they loved each other. I think there was genuine feeling there. And mm-hmm. I think that so much happened between them off camera that really this relationship was a full mm-hmm. thing that they, I mean, yeah. they really grew to know each other so well. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those times where it feels like stuff happened off camera and it, it was earned and suggested by the stuff that happened on camera. So it's not like we just have to take it on faith. Uh, um, uh, we have to take it on. Uh, I can't think of a different way to phrase that. Uh, You're fine. Yeah. Uh, that it, it happened. We actually, it feels super justified. So then when the relationship doesn't work out, the, the uh, consequences. I never thought about their off screen time together. Mm-hmm. And it, now that I'm thinking about it, it, it makes sense that they would, connect so strongly because Mm -hmm. they're the only two that actually don't have any special abilities. Mm -hmm. Willow's a witch, Giles is a watcher, and these two are just kind of bumbling around. Buffy goes to the mansion to tell Angel that Spike was right. She can't be friends with them. Angel Angel does not like that. Mm. She says the only way that they can see each other is if he can say he doesn't love her. He can't, so she leaves. Interesting uh, side note. 
The phrase that she uh, asks him to say is the exact same phrase that's at the end of the uh, ghost relationship from last season. Really? Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me that you don't love me. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. We get a montage of all the little heartbroken Scoobies. But where are the sad overalls? It's a sad right? montage. She's not that broken. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's contrasted with Spike rocking his way out of town. Yeah. And I like that in the beginning you hear him hum a little bit of my way. And then at the end you get him like full on like singing along with it. It's very cool. Nice bookends. I love the, the conceit of how he drives a car. Mm-hmm during the day yeah. it's just yeah. it works so well yeah well, i'm you, always a little bit like mm, i think you'd catch on fire but i'll give it to you it's fine yeah well you know where the that conceit comes from no it's uh uh and i think like joss Whedon has even said this in interviews um that it's from the movie near dark uh which was uh, a vampire movie Catherine bigelow made in the 80s mm. uh starring lance henrickson henrickson bill paxton mm. um it's a really good movie um and the vampires follow very similar rules to buffy so i think Kristen, you might enjoy it as well. Um, and it's kind of like a moody um, cowboy vampire thing in a, in a way. Mm. They're not like literally like cowboys and, you know, hats and everything. But just like the kind of they're in uh, the southwestern kind of area. They're kind of on their own, a band of like renegades. Um, and the main character is this guy who kind of gets tangled up with them and then eventually tries to leave with this girl that he's fallen in love with and kind of ends up having to fight the other vampires. But the way they would travel around is having painted windows and tinfoil all in the windows so they could drive during the daytime. Hmm. So what's the lesson in Lover's Walk? You can't love with your brain, but you do have to act with it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Very, very nicely put. Yeah, I can't even counter that. I mean, like, uh, between Buffy and Angel, like, they they really can't control their emotion. I mean, like, it you can't, they can't deny the fact that they do still love each other. Uh, and between, you know, Willow and Xander, like, having these feelings toward each other, you know, whether it's lust or whatever, they need to acknowledge that that's there, but they are in control of it. Mm. They're in control of what they do. Yeah. Um, and I think it's it's a nice uh, mirror to show that Buffy does take control of her actions and says, I'm going to end this because no good can come from this. Um, whereas Xander and Willow screw up and are slaves to their loins. Yeah, it really shows how much more responsible Buffy is than pretty much anyone else besides Giles, maybe. Yeah. What I think is interesting is they don't go into the Oz Willow relationship much at the end. Mm-hmm. They they yeah. give screen time to Cordy and Xander, but no. you're left wondering how are they going to come back from and this. And I feel yeah. like that's a lot. I mean, like I feel like when infidelity happens, there's kind of two roads. There's yeah. the explosive, we're done, that's it, it's over. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there's the awkward kind of where do we go from here? Can we get past this? I don't know. And so I like that we just kind of see the two, mm-hmm. the two ways that can end. With and obviously, and a sad guitar that we're not sure if he can play. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then Spike obviously is loving with his blood and his mm-hmm. downstairs area, mm. and not with his brain. Uh, and eventually, you know, reasons it through and realizes, like I, you know, mm-hmm. I gotta act. I'm choosing to use my brain to act. Mm-hmm. It's a weird choice, but he does it. So, are you guys ready to go international? Mm, international. <laughs> 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 
So for Revelations, pretty disappointing. Most of the titles were just Revelations. I'm surprised that um, that's like a universal thing. I mean, it's it's a I guess it's a universal enough concept. Um, the only uh, real alternate title I could find was the German one, which is another one of those ones where it just feels like they took a phrase from the description of the episode and put it as the title, The Glove of Minigan. Sure. Because you know, everybody knows The Glove of Minigan, um, that classic tale. Um, but for Lover's Walk, we do have some good options. Um, the the Portuguese-Brazilian uh, title is Love Affairs. Yes. Okay, sure. makes okay. sense. Uh, German, little uh, literal here, Love and Other Troubles. <laughs> Very literal. Love those literal Germans. <laughs> Uh, but then my favorite is the French title, Frustrated Loves. I'm really, I can't <laughs> stop thinking about anything other than Willow and Xander and um, mm-hmm. how they're quote unquote frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can think of right now. Or mm. Horny Teens. Horny Teens. Hor- just teen. also a very That's good enough. title for this. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time to celebrate Buffy's badassery with this week's Slay of the Week. I feel like we might all have the same one. I'm not sure, just because I think it's super badass. Um, I think the best Slay of the Week uh, is Mrs. Boast, because she gets her hand chopped off and then is destroyed by magical lightning. That's pretty badass. Yep, I would agree with that. I love that the light. Now it's not the throwing star or whatever Buffy throws at her mm-hmm. that kills her. It she cuts her arm off in the most clean cut you've ever seen, yeah. and then she gets annihilated by lightning that she caused herself. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty great. It is a good kill. Ooh. It is not my sleigh of the week. Ooh. In Lover's Walk, with the big battle battle of Angel, Buffy, mm-hmm. and Spike versus the gang of hoodlum hoodlums, Buffy rams. Uh, something through two vamps at once, so oh, a double I stake. That. Oh yeah, yeah, that is a pretty good one. That's I just yeah. have in my notes in a all caps. One. Double stake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know stake. why the physics of that made more sense than um, Kakistos and the giant stake with him because that that was a blunt object. <laughs> this was a st- it, it, this one. This one. <laughs> <laughs> Elegantly made. Point. Me, mm. mine. <laughs> I win. <laughs> well, I, I think that's uh, that's all we can say about that. I I can't come up with a more uh, cogent, well thought out, well researched <laughs> point than that. Agreed. Make Giles proud. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'd make Post proud. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Major Buffy Burn. <laughs> <laughs> It reminds me, um, uh, I for a short time had a weird slang between one of my friends and, and uh, myself because we we're both into Star Wars that um, I don't even know how it started exactly. I think one of us just like said, oh, that's such a, a, a grand Moff Tarkin way to do stuff. <laughs> uh, so we just had the phrase, oh, that's so Moff Tarkin. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it could mean anything. It could mean good or bad. That's what I was waiting for the explanation. Like, but what? But yeah, I think it was just like literally we were just like silly saying that something was very similar to that character. But then it became a catch-all for just like saying like, that's cool, that's bad. Okay. Um, it's just that so moth Tarkin. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to use it at home, kids. <laughs> Trademark Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Ding. Thank you for tuning in to the Sunnydale Stacks. Please like us on Facebook. Twitter and Instagram at Sunnydale Stacks to ask us questions or share your own opinions and memories about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. 
subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher, and join us next time when we dust off the wish and amends when we get lost in the Sunnydale stack.